0: And, all right, part of why this next 30 minutes is going to seem a little bit tight and fast is because actually I wanted to take the one slot that we have with all of our leaders at the beginning of the year and spend it, expend it on us learning about connecting with God and spending time connecting with God and not all of this sort of admin and heads up for leaders and things like that. So I'm going to try and keep this pretty, (laughs) I'm going to try and keep this pretty tight so we could have everybody in. Um, I'm going to open us in a word of prayer. Father God, thank you so much that we have been called to service by you, that we serve a good, king. And I pray, Lord, that today, um, even as we share with our leadership, even as we get together, that you be here in our midst, that we will be people who would know your voice, hear your voice, and as the year lies ahead of us, help us to diligently, faithfully, truthfully uh, steward your leadership calling well. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, so thanks for coming along to our 2019 All Leaders Day. It may not look like it now, um, but judging from the number count in our first session, this is actually our largest leaders day. It's just we used to meet in meeting room one, and now we're in a room that you know, fits 400, which, uh, which we're very blessed uh, to have. Uh, but, so I, I really want to say a big thank you to all the different ministries that have taken the time to come out today to really um, allow us to move together uh, in in unity. So here's a quick recap. Uh, so our theme for this year is Faithful and True. You probably would have gathered that. It's the name of our first series. Uh, as well, last year. Oh, bonus points! Who can tell me last year what our theme was? Yeah, I heard it. I heard it in whispers. Blessed to be a blessing, and we looked at Genesis. We looked through the book of Genesis and how one family, one household of faith was was chosen. They were blessed in turn, to be a blessing to the whole world. And and through their offspring, many, many nations would be blessed. And then we uh, follow in that, we follow in that footstep. Uh, This year, who knows what book of the Bible we are doing? Revelation. Yes, absolutely. And our theme is faithful and true. Faithful and true. If you um, get onto our website uh, in on Sunday, the 27th of January, I preached a message about faithful to the end. And I, um, I think that message, if you want a heads up about this year and, and what are the, some of the challenges that face us this year, I think you'll find that that message is probably my best summary for kicking off the vision for the year. So I'm not going to repeat that, but you can go back uh, and listen to it. I think the challenge, if I could summarize that whole message in in sort of one sentence, the challenge for us is to remain faithful and true. The challenge is to while last year was us getting to this place, a whole bunch of transitions, almost like the Israelites were leaving the, you know, the slavery of the Egyptians out into their promised land. The real challenge is now that we've arrived, now that we are here, Now, we might think we can rest. We might think, you know, those guys who um, escaped slavery, almost all of that generation did not make it into the promised land. And those are very sobering uh, words for us. I I like scripture. Um, You're going to discover very, very quickly that the Bible that we read is not politically correct you're going to discover very very quickly that the bible we read is not just full of nice postcard uh, sayings and memes that you could post online Uh, the very reality is that even though god saved his people out of slavery most of those guys and i'm like most of them except for a few like joshua and his they died in the wilderness they never saw it and um i think what i like about pastor jonathan's message this morning and i know he's going to continue it it's going to be a theme for us this year is we need to be serious about god we need to be very very serious revelation the book of revelation is a very serious book I will put it to you that, that you cannot read. If you actually were reading, the book, you cannot read the book of Revelation with a smile on your face the entire time. It's kind of like the passage Pastor Jonathan was reading today. You're like, oh, what? How can our Bible talk about people like killing each other and what? How do I make sense of all of this? And there is a kind of a niceness that has invaded our modern society so that we're all kind of pretending to be nice and we all don't want to do like violent things, right? Because we're the nice, we're the developed country of the world. And so what we do is really not nice things. But in a nice way. So we ghost people, we avoid conflict and we talk to them behind their back. We we passive aggressive a whole range of things. We backstab people, but it never comes to us. And we all these types of things, they're still, I put it to you, they're still evil in the world today. Why is it that people jump out of buildings when they get retrenched because their boss doesn't even think twice about how it'll affect real people's lives like there's there is most definitely evil and so don't look at the book of revelation or some of the older books of the bible and go those were terrible evil days we are so much better as people now we wouldn't say that yeah we wouldn't say that but we would do equivalent things if you research into it you will see that our system of running the world has produced the greatest number of child slaves sex slaves in, in in our history we've got consumerism as cycles that that bond people into uh, debt and poverty that they cannot even get out of and so what do you call those types of things if it's not evil yet yeah, we would look back and we would very quickly judge based on a few words here and there and go oh the bible that they're terrible those things that it was for sure it's terrible and, and look We, uh, I'm not um, advocating violence in the Bible, but what I'm trying to explain is that evil still exists, and I'm trying to explain that the severity, the severity of the problem that faces mankind, the problem of sin, the severity of uh, a false idol is something that requires dramatic, drastic jolts. how we live our life and so I'm hoping that this year we would take it very very seriously in Revelation 1 5 to 6 which is our anchor passage for this year it says to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood even right here in this first You may not know this, but the whole of this year is actually really interconnected. Every series, everything that we talk is anchored in on this verse. That's why when we go into, we started with Faithful and True as the first series. We're going into the next series, uh, which will be called the Seven Love Letters. That's why you see all these lovely envelopes, hand cut paper. Oh, so cool. Anyway, these love letters, it's because it's from Him who loves us. And then you see the price, the blood that needs to be shed. And then we go into the book of Revelation. And oh my goodness, there's a lot of blood shed. And he's made us a kingdom, priests. And so we're talking a little bit about Levitical uh, priests. To God, to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Because as you'll see as we get to the end of this year, that actually only God deserves glory. And that all these other things that are fighting for attention, fame, glory, whatever, your money, your resources, your time, your energy, they're actually not even worth giving glory to. So that's a little bit of um, a heads up for us for the year ahead. Um, in our annual planning, you'll discover that we, um, we talked about a bunch of initiatives that we want to kick off this year uh, to sort of move us in this prophetic uh, year in through the book of Revelation. The first thing we talked about was an early year spiritual lift. Right, we talked about uh, I didn't like last year when we put our spiritual focus um, on in September because we had um, an early White Horse Community Fair, uh, then, we, then we had the building stuff and everything kind of came in. So we said, Right, let's have the family altar series in September. We had Subi come down, I don't know if you remember the conference, it was just too late. And unfortunately for us, I'm happy to tell it as it is. Unfortunately for us, we ran our, our spiritual series just before entering in here. And everybody was concerned about how we're going to work the kitchen. What is Sunday school ministry going to look like? How is worship going to stock their back of stage, whatever thing? And so everybody was like so distracted. I feel like if we're dead honest, we didn't treat with enough seriousness putting god first being a house of prayer first so in the beginning of this year that's what we want to do five things that we've got that are coming out one is this lift conference that's kicking it off so we've got pastor Jonathan Mark he's going to come uh, you know through the course of this weekend and not just teach us how important it is to be dead serious about god but also create space for us to be able to worship to have an encounter with god at the beginning of the year so that we can orient ourselves ready for ministry ready for life uh going on then we're going into our seven love letters uh series um and that's uh so if you're staying back for if home group leaders we're going to be running a home group leaders training at two o'clock Uh, on that series and then next week we're going to kick off the seven love letters Uh, and actually maybe we'll just do it right now we will show you a quick intro for seven love letters which very kindly filmed at tony and samantha's house so i want to say a big thank you to them for letting us film in the house What if we get love wrong? You know, it's possible for us to go about living our lives thinking that we're doing love correct, but then missing the mark. It's like when we are cooking a dish in a kitchen and we think we've got it all right, but when you taste it, something's off. The Seven Love Letters series takes a look at the letters that Jesus writes to his church to make sure that they do love correctly in the most important relationship of their lives. The love between God and us and us with God. You know, we it's like having a, a master chef with us as we cook the, the, the meal of our lives and uh, he is able to correct us and guide us in how we live our lives. That's why our anchor verse is in Revelation 3 verse 19 which says, those whom I love I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. I hope you follow us along in this series as we look at how we can love God better. God bless. Great. So I want to thank actually Megan, who's written the material, and our media team that's put this together. I'm really, really pumped about this series. Home groups are kicking off all over uh, our church over um, the next couple of weeks. And so... If you want to, please encourage your friends and um, family to get involved in a home group and, and pick up the series. I'm pumped about the series. It will help us look at how our love life is going uh, with God. Then we've got a National Day of Prayer. We're one of the um, churches that are um, hosting, I guess, a prayer day for National Day of Prayer. And so various people from around the area will come in. And we're spending the whole Saturday, we're praying. We've done this before. Um, and so you can just pop in and out of that day and just spend time praying as a whole country we're praying. Then that'll kick us off towards 40 days of prayer and fasting that begins on the 6th of March. So we have a little bit of a head start. We'll, we'll get some materials ready. We'll, we'll call the whole church towards some prayer and fasting. So this is, as leaders, this is your advanced warning. Um, those 40 days, starting from the 6th of March, which is a Wednesday, which will kick off our, our prayer meeting. will start back on Wednesday. Um, they will kick off 40 days of fasting, culminating in Good Friday. And we've got special guest speaker, Chris Alam, who's coming to speak. He, he runs these massive rallies. In fact, I'm going to get Jono to say a couple things about Chris Alam, who's ministered over at his church. We've got him coming over the Easter weekend. So we've got a big Good Friday service and a big Sunday Easter service. Um, and so it's a really our hope, actually, that we would take this season from now all the way to Easter, Not that we're going to forget it after that, but I feel like if we can jolt our system, if we can orient correctly towards hearing God's voice, it'll have flow-on effects for the rest of the whole year. Then we'll go on to missions, and then we've got various other things kind of going on. All right? So that's a quick heads up for you. A couple of uh, things that are in work in progress for you, um, for this year, so I, w- I want to heads up a couple of things. Uh, our me- media ministry is launching a new website, a new sort of magazine. It's called FGAM.life. That's the actual address there. Uh, we're going to go to a live uh, uh, feed of it. It's still draft for the next month. It's going to be secret. Nobody knows about it. And we're going to be, I don't know if, how many of you are old enough at FGA that you saw a Committed magazine? Does that mean anything? Oh yeah, three people in the front row. Okay, anyway, um, over 75% of our visitors to our FGAM.org website, our main website, over 75% are brand new visitors. Every single week since we've moved in here, someone has come and said, hey, I googled FGA." Found a church and then I've just randomly showed up. We had a, a guy come for healing rooms on Thursday and he's over here at the conference today. And so our main website, our external website, we want to keep that for new visitors and people who are just checking out FJ. And so we don't want to clutter it up with, I don't know, Chinese New Year dinner, Yi Sang, something, uh, right? equipped for life, uh, public food, 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 whatever, right? So we basically want to keep FJAM.org.au for external people who want to check out and find a church. And then we're having an internal because it's also harder for us to keep track of all the different exciting things that are going on in FGA. It gives us an opportunity to, to do testimonies. We might interview some people. We might have some articles, Christian articles on there. We might do some, a couple of really interesting things in with this FJAM life. You could even click into, let's say, the Seven Love Letters series. Over there, you can read a little bit about the series. You can click onto that link at the top uh, and get to the home group material. Uh, you can contact Pastor Weiss. Oh my goodness, his phone is on there. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's all draft. And then, you know, and then you can just find. So it's basically a website for us to use internally. There's a login system that we're going to be creating. And so if you don't log in, you'll get like our generic sort of articles and then when you log in, you get access to like um, the more inside FGA type information. And then you can select uh, areas that you are interested in. So we are looking for actually contributors and people who would be l- like to be part of our cool uh, reporting team that is going to help us collate articles or write articles along. So if you're keen, uh, contact um, anybody in the office and just say, I'm, I'm game. All right, we are kicking off in March, uh, the concept of Lexton Family Nights. I wanted to give you a heads up. Um, so the idea behind, and you'll see some flyers and information about it coming up soon, but the idea behind Lexton Family Nights is we wanted a way to introduce ourselves to the neighborhood. We're a bit of a family church. It is hard for families nowadays to go and have a night out and a meal at an affordable price. It's really, really tricky. i got a family of five. There's no way we can go out for 50 bucks, five of us. That's like, that's like 10, $10, like where can we go? We can't even see a movie or, or anything. So um, the idea is that people will come along for cheap food. It's a good idea for like maybe 5 $6. We're still working out the budget and price. Um, and then you can just invite friends along. Even if you just eat and leave, it's all fine. But then we'll have other things kind of going along that you don't have to sign up or register for. They're all pretty casual. We might have um, some, some laser tag. I know like the, the kids are running some like laser tag competitions. We've got some Bible study classes that are going on. We might have some life classes. We might have some, you know, um, high school tuition. Sit down and just do maths together. I don't know. Whatever. Fun, fun things. Um, uh, otherwise, you can just sit around and just chit-chat. And the idea is that it's just a pretty casual night from about 5.30, 6 o'clock all the way till about 9. And people just roll in and out and we just open up the place, right? Um, as a kind of an intermediary for inviting people along to church or Sunday and like just for us to get to know uh, people around. All right. Um, so you'll, you'll see more information about that coming up. Also, this year is our 25th anniversary year. So we're very, very excited. Um, we've got big things planned right after this <laughs> conference. Um, in fact, we're shooting for a musical pro or some kind of performance um, on the 6th to the 8th of September. That We're planning that weekend to be a little bit like our um, opening weekend. So, last year when we had our opening weekend in October, we had about 1,000 people come through. And so, we're hoping to maybe do the sixth Friday night as a dress rehearsal, and then maybe a Saturday, seventh, um, a Saturday kind of a service, and then a big Sunday service. So, two big services. And then that whole weekend uh, is like our 25th um, anniversary. Uh, then, also around that time, uh, hopefully my book gets through editing. And then we will also be launching the Household of Faith book and then talking a little bit about the vision of Household of Faith um, in our church. All right. Then I want to cover a bit of logistics about this place, if I could. Um, it's not an FGA leader's heads up if we don't talk about the kitchen. So um, I... So My mom heads up the kitchen team. She's got a great kitchen committee uh, that's supporting her. But I just wanted to let all of our leaders know that the kitchen is usable. There are just four levels of, um, I guess, engagement with our kitchen. So if you want to book an event for your home group, for your ministry, whatever it is, you can book level one, which is you don't use the kitchen. (laughs) The easiest to book. The second... Level two, actually, don't use the kitchen, but you can use the dishwasher outside, the sink, the coffee machine, things like that. All right. Level two is you can open the secret door of the kitchen. Go in, but you can only heat and serve food. It means you'll bring your own food. you use our, our Bain-Marie warmers and whatever it is, right? And so you don't do actually any cooking, so you don't need um, like uh, our f- Food committee there. You don't need sort of a whole heap of supervision. There's not a lot of cleaning. You don't have to do a full clean of the cool room and everything. You're just going in there. Everybody brings stuff and then you serve like sandwiches or something like that. All right. Level three is basic cooking. Only our church would split between basic and advanced cooking. But basic cooking is you don't use our combi oven and our commercial wok and things like that. All right. So basic cooking would be, I can't even describe basic cooking. I don't know, microwave something, all right, and then there's level four, which is full use, and so full use is the one that you really need a lot of permission for, that means we need somebody in our food committee, in there, uh, there needs to be someone with a food preparation license, it's all for the bigger type events, all right, that's just as a quick heads up for you, Um, again, it's possible for you to use our kitchen, and we want to encourage it to be used, it's just... um, there's some logistics around it. Okay, then I need to talk a bit about our Lexington use. This building also, we want it to be a place that is well used. And there are five levels. I'm sure you all memorize all of this. It's fine. Um, I know. You can tell we're Asian because we're like so many different levels of things. Okay, so the, basically, this is the order of priority. We followed it from Grace Church, uh, COC. But level one, so top priority is things that are church-wide. Sunday service gets priority, all the church-wide type stuff uh, gets priority. Secondly, we have a calendaring meeting. Uh, We had one in December last year. Uh, Everything that your ministry has calendared and booked all the rooms, you will get priority of it. That doesn't mean that people can't ask you to graciously swap with them and stuff, but you will have priority. Then level three is for uncalendared ministry events. So you want to come up with something new. Great. I think that's a really fantastic idea. Let's see if we can utilize the space as much as we can. Level four then is um, internal events. That means uh, members or leaders at FJ want to run some kind of maybe a uh, bit of a, a get-together with some friends or you want to invite some friends from school along for things. I know the youth do a bunch of things, right? So um, initially we were saying, oh, that's kind of free. But then some of these internal events became pretty big, Like, full-on, big turn on the air conditioning for the whole day. And these air conditions cost a lot. And so, and then sometimes we have to hire cleaning in uh, for the type of internal events. So, basically, if you're talking at level four and your ministry or your home group wants to run something internal, then what we'll do is we'll work out a cost and you'll just be reimbursing FJ for the cost of running the place. All right? Then... At level five is external events, and we've been testing a few external events on here. Broadly speaking, external events are not a priority for us at all. All This place has not been built so that we can milk it for every dollar uh, that we can get from some random karate club that wants to run some kind of thing, right? So that's why it's the lowest in there, but we, uh, we have run a couple of deliberate ones just so that we... Um, know what kind of contracts to draw up, and so we know how to interact uh, with them. And so that's just to let you know. It's very likely, though, if you are pitching us for an external event, almost certainly we will say no, because this year's calendar is already pretty full, um, as well. Okay. So why does? So that's all they admin. Why does God write the book of Revelation? I just want to end. With this, so taking us back into the book of Revelation, why does God write us the book of Revelation? So many, I actually, before I did this, I asked around uh, sort of my friendship network and went, How many people have read the book of Revelation? And I actually discovered a lot of people give it a miss. Like, it's too weird, it's a little bit hard. I think it's important for us to understand that it is one of the books of the Bible. In fact, how things end is so important. Usually, the beginning and the end, the two bookends, um, are are, are critical to any book. I think if there was a one line, it would be to ensure, the book of Revelation is written to us to ensure that His church, God's church, remains faithful and true to the very end. It's an encouragement for all of us to go all the way to the end. I like what N.T. Wright says, and so this comes back down to what Pastor Jonathan was sharing this morning. N.T. Wright says this, All doctors and pastors know that when someone comes to them with a problem, and humanity has a problem, when someone comes to them with a problem, the problem they talk about may not be the only problem they have. And that's, that's why Revelation is so drastic a third of humanity gets wiped out. There's disasters everywhere. Like, just flip open a random page in Revelation. I'm almost willing to bet you if you randomly pick one, it's some kind of disaster story. Why is that? Because the problem of humanity is bigger, more serious than we think it is. And it is not okay for us to just live our lives the way we want to live it, watch YouTube all day and night, have a happy life and then die and meet our maker and then be judged for all eternity. That would be the more cruel thing. That would be the more cruel thing. That a good doctor says, no, you need to change your lifestyle, otherwise you're going to die. I need to to invade your body and cut out things from your body just so that you could be healthy. A good doctor realizes that sometimes their own patients don't even realize how serious the issue is. And I want to put it to you that at FGA, the book of Revelation is relevant for us this year. We all need to look at our lives, evaluate our lives, and go, are we going to be the ones who are going to meet Jesus when he comes again? Are we going to be part of those brides that keep the candle burning while the bridegroom arrives? Or are we going to give up halfway? This is pretty serious stuff. And the book of Revelation is a pretty serious book. All right, great. 1202. All right, so that's, that's a quick sort of summary. For 2019, we're going to take a little bit of time now, and we're going to collect an offering uh, today. Every session, um, we're going to we're going to do a, uh, an offering for ICC because uh, they have come down of their own uh, out of their own heart um, to sow into us, and we really want to bless them. Um, there is actually lunch. Our kitchen team have been so enthusiastic. I said, "Oh, let's just cater lunch," but they. They're cooking lunch for us today so that FGA doesn't have to pay any money um, to, to cater food from outside. Uh, so if you have registered, if you have RSVP'd actually for, so uh, that you're coming for today, you have your name out there and lunch is ready for you. If you've just decided to show up today, we're so Asian, we've got so much food, you're really welcome. Just eat. Yeah, I think we cater for 200, so certainly there'll be enough food for everybody. Um, but um, I'm hoping that even as we uh, take this time of offering, that uh, you would do it out of a willing and happy heart. Uh, we, are, we are sowing, I feel, into the kingdom uh, of God. So I'm going to pray over the offering, and then I'm going to, as quick as I can, get Pastor Jonathan. Oh, there, wow, that's even quicker than I imagined. Okay, let's pray. Father God, I, I pray, Lord God, for the offering that we're about to sow into your kingdom, offering from our, our leadership and offering from, uh, from each of us, Lord. We, um, we ask, Lord, that even as we give cheerfully, that, that these resources would go into blessing your kingdom. We, we pray for ICC. We pray for Pastor Jonathan, that, that what they sow into the, the life of FGA would bear forth eternal fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Chris. All right. Thank you, FJ. Thank you so much for your hospitality, for your generosity. We really appreciate it.